Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rap Party, where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. Pastor Ray here this week with Pastor Luis. Hey, everyone. He just continued our Ephesians series where we're looking at this letter from the Apostle Paul to the believers in Ephesus. And through this Bible study, through this preaching series, we're hoping to better understand the riches we have in Christ and then to live our lives according to these riches that we have. And so, Pastor Luis, why don't you um, kind of remind us about this sixth part of Ephesians, where you're unpacking the first part of Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 13, and then we can discuss it for a little bit. Ephesians 3 is all about the mystery of the gospel. Paul, uh, from verse 1 to verse 13, is explaining how he's been given revelation of the mystery of the gospel, and um, one big aspect of that mystery is the fact that Jews and Gentiles form once same family, one body, uh, are reconciled together, uh, and it's a big implication of understanding the gospel. And then in, the, in the verse 7 to verse 13, he spends some time explaining how he's been receiving stewardship over this mystery, mm-hmm. and it's an implication that will um, uh, lead him to preach the gospel and um, also help the church put the gospel on display. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's really these two parts to this section that we were covering today. First, understanding what the mystery is, and then uh, knowing our responsibility when it comes to making this uh, mystery known to other right. people. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. And I, I like the connection between Paul revealing this mystery that is um, Jews and Gentiles, they're one in Christ, and they're, they're part of this new family, this new humanity that God has created in his son Jesus. Um, I, I like how that parallels with uh, what you were talking about in your message to where um, we have received revelation of this mystery, and then our job is to preach the gospel to others around us. Um, and it's through not just our actions, but our words as well. And our words are important. And I really like how you started out giving this idea of what is the gospel. And a lot of times, you know, we know the key facts of the gospel, but we're not often easily able to articulate the bird's eye view or the grand scheme of what the gospel encompasses. Can you maybe give us an idea of ways that we can better see the entirety of the gospel instead of just what we what we tend to boil it down to of we we're sinful, we need a savior. Jesus came to die to be that savior. And because we believe in him, we repent of our sins, we can get to heaven. There's so much more to that. Can you maybe add a, a little bit of uh, depth and um, expansion to that core? Yeah, that's good. I think that one of the ways we can um, counter the danger of being too transactional when it comes to explaining the gospel and focus just on facts or you know pray this right prayer or do this and you know you'll be fine um, is really a fo- focusing on the story of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I say that is um, uh, John Piper wrote a book called God is the Gospel. Mm-hmm. And I think if you focus too much on the 
destination of like heaven being the destination, then Jesus really becomes like the, the byproduct of your uh, you embracing Christianity. You right. know, it's like it's it's a secondary thing basically to help you get somewhere, to get a better life, to be blessed, to avoid big mistakes and mm -hmm. all that. But if Jesus is the destination and Jesus is the gospel, I think it helps people go deeper yeah. into why they want to why they should really understand the gospel mm -hmm. and the gospel is to get us to jesus jesus is to get us to jesus yeah. you know the reason jesus came is to help us get to jesus i mean of course like there's this uh, you know relationship between you know the father the son and the holy spirit but i think that it really helps us avoid some pitfalls mm -hmm. as to uh you know just focus on just like one aspect but not the other so i i like to really spend some time in the gospel i would encourage people if they want to avoid these kind of mistakes uh, point them to like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John mm -hmm. in the Bible and invite people in, instead of rushing them into, oh, you know, Jesus died for your sin and if you pray this prayer, you'll go to heaven and you'll be fine. Just spend some time with them going through the gospel. And I think we've, we have, we feel this uh, urgency to give them everything in yeah, one shot because right. we're like, oh my gosh, if they go out of a room and they get hit by a car and they die, mm -hmm. they'll go to hell and I'm responsible and I have blood on my hands and we make all these like yeah. really crazy assumptions. Uh, God is bigger than that. And I think to invite people into a relationship with God is to really invite them into a story. Mm -hmm. And a story has many parts. So instead of seeing things as a, um, a prayer or an agreement on beliefs, I've, I would walk people through a story. Mm -hmm. You know, there's beauty, then there's tragedy, then there's restoration, and then there's like a, a new destination. Mm -hmm. or, but like to, to walk them through these like different uh, parts of a story, right. help people really not be too reductionist when it comes mm -hmm. to the gospel. So what is the beauty of what God has created? And spend some time like, and I, I would also encourage people like, you know, there, there's, of course, a like quick combo between, you know, two meetings where you can kind of give a glimpse mm. about what, you know, pick an interest about what the gospel. But sometimes it's, it might be better to always say, hey, I'd love to talk to you about this. It's very important to me. Can we meet for lunch? Yeah. Let me explain to you what the gospel mm -hmm. is instead of trying to reduce in one sentence what the gospel right. is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these are some thoughts. Yeah, that's really good. I was just thinking about how... And, and you talked about it in your message too, like Jesus is the full revelation of God. Yeah. And we read through the Gospels, Jesus being the revelation of all the things that happened in the Old Testament scripture. Mm. And one way we can come to know that, um, a simple way is if, if you get your hands on a study Bible, because in the footnotes, it'll point you exactly to where in the Old Testament Jesus Christ is the revelation of what happened before, and all of that is story as well. And so wow. I, I really think it's good, a good starting point is to point out the stories, and specifically of Jesus Christ as the revelation of this mystery. Yes. You know, Jesus is the Word. He's the living gospel. Yes. You know, it's all in Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I agree. That's true. It's a, it's a really good point. And so you brought out this uh, kind of maybe cliche phrase that you hear in church circles um, where it says um, at all times, preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. Yeah. And it's, it's a good way to kind of remind us that we should be living out the things that we believe, uh, but there's more to it. And so you, you really made a point in your message to point out the purpose of words and the, and the um, necessity to be able to articulate exactly what the gospel is. 
Um, can you maybe expound on that a little bit? Like, why why are the words so important? Well, because the the gospel was first preached through words. Mm-hmm. Um, when Jesus gave a great commission, it was really to make disciples of all nations and to uh, teach them to obey. So it's it's not just you don't make disciples by just showing an example, but there's teaching involved. And if you look at the history of a church, the gospel spread out throughout the world by people risking their lives in opening their mouth. Right. And people were, um, you know, put in prison and, 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 you know, put to death because they spoke, mm-hmm. not just because they were nice. Um, and I think that our, in our Christian subculture, um, and depending on where you are in this, if you have a lot of Christians around you or not, it's and depending on how you're wired, if you're introverted or not, mm-hmm. I, I tend to be avoiding awkward conversations personally. So I found out that in my own personal life, I hide a lot behind that sentence of oh, preach the gospel right. at all times. Mm-hmm. And if necessary, is what I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to preach it, but not use words because I don't right. want to make it awkward. So I'm just going to be like the nicest Christian you can have in your life. And hope I'm really hoping that this will trigger a conversation right. or a question. But, um, if you really look at Ephesians 3 uh, today, Paul is really insisting on the word preach mm-hmm. uh, and to make known the unsearchable riches of Christ. So all these uh, riches of Christ, you have to explain them, you have to articulate them to to make them understandable, accessible for people. And, and I can't see any other way than to use words. Right. Um, so I think that the church has a responsibility to teach people on how to explain the gospel, how mm-hmm. to articulate the gospel. We should practice that. It's not easy. You know, I'm not saying it's like a super easy thing, but if we don't practice, if we don't try, we'll never really get better at it. Um, so yeah, I see, I see words as being really crucial. Um, and there's just something about proclaiming. Yeah. You know, uh, John Piper says, uh, heralded, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, the gospel should be heralded. Like, right. uh, you know, you see a herald, like, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like pay right. attention, you know. So there's like this idea of really, um, yeah, this powerful message that should resound, you know, in in, in, in rooms and in, in countries and, and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, in my own life, and it's probably um, probably an issue that's that's huge in, in Western culture in America and specifically in the Bible Belt here in Pensacola, you know, mm-hmm. where we, we sort of, I know I do, assume that people know who Jesus is. And yeah, they, they've probably heard of Jesus and they've probably heard um, a gospel in some form, but in reality, most people don't actually know the yeah. gospel. Yeah. And so I, I'm really uh, convicted uh, in, in that, like, maybe maybe I need to help mm. bring this awkward situation out more often, where uh, you used an example of a little girl at a playground mm. going to a random mother mm. and saying, do you know Jesus? Like, mm. that's that's a question I should ask more often. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. Um, but I think it's because... A lot of times I'm in that place where I'm kind of introverted. I also don't want to make things awkward. And the person probably knows about Jesus. Yeah. But but that's not at all what Paul is saying. Paul is Paul asked that they would pray that he would have more words to preach the gospel yes. uh, in Ephesians 6. Yeah. And so that's really what we need um, the Holy Spirit's work in us is this desire to preach the good news. Mm-hmm to Pensacola, to the United States, the entire world, um, because it, it's through the gospel message and the Holy Spirit 
which brings this revelation, like you said, that's when lives are truly changed. Yeah. And that's when people really do become born again yes. in the spirit um, yeah. as, as um, children of God yeah. and as disciples of Jesus. And I would add to that, um, most of the time, I mean, I would say maybe 99.99% of the time, when we do open our mouths, we won't get killed for it. That's true. And that's, yeah. and that's a huge yeah. privilege that we yeah. have. But you understand that Paul was put into prison, mm -hmm. killed because he spoke. If he was willing to risk his life just to speak, how much more should we be willing, okay, to risk, like, like yeah. comfortable like it's it's really funny because i keep mm -hmm. telling myself and i sometimes i'm i feel like i'm you know i'm a chicken when it comes to mm -hmm. all these things but I, I i was really reminded in my preparation man if only i can grasp the power of this gospel but a life can be changed because a mouth has been open mm -hmm. i think i would take way more risk yeah. uh so there's also a connection about i think sometimes we don't we're not bold enough, not because we like, not because we don't want to be bold enough, or mm -hmm. not because we don't want to do the right thing, or we know we should do it. But I think there's a, there's a, a, a an element of not always grasping how it really transforms lives. And mm -hmm. Romans one, uh, I forget the verse, but it says, "I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Right. It is the power of God to tra to transform." And I forget the mm -hmm. last part of the verse, but basically, I think if we could grasp really how effective in changing lives and turning things around the gospel is i think we probably would speak more about it right. um so it's, it's really a good reminder yeah yeah and uh just one maybe one last thing to kind of put a um an exclamation point on on this thing is that um it it's not all on us right yeah. it's the holy spirit that convicts people of sin it's yeah. the holy spirit that draws people to jesus um our only um partnership with christ is to preach the gospel yes and and whether or not we go outside of our comfort zone to do that whether or not um simply simply i believe even if we do just live the gospel and never mention jesus to anybody i i firmly believe that in heaven we will see the fruit of that right. there there are going to be people that are brought into the kingdom just by our witness um in in how we live our lives but as we preach the gospel, how many more people mm. um, will we have had a part in bringing them to Jesus? And, and again, it's not our, our work. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's just um, by God's providence and his mm. grace and mercy towards us, he works through us to accomplish his will by the Holy Spirit. And so uh, maybe that might encourage somebody who's like, there is no way mm -hmm. I can step outside of my comfort zone yeah. to preach the gospel. I'd say two things. One, what I said previously, it's not you that's doing it. The Holy Spirit's working through you. But two, you absolutely can do it yeah. because you have authority and you have power inside you by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I think that if you really bathe your intention of sharing the gospel in prayer, mm -hmm. I think that God is really gracious enough to give us, like, God is not asking always the impossible, like, from us, like, uh, you know, it's not like he's going to, if you're a super introverted person, he's not going to ask you to stand in front of a class mm -hmm. and preach the gospel to them. But it might be something small enough that's encouraging enough yeah. for you to get started. Right. It could be like a word, hey, 
uh, thank you for sharing your problem with me. I'll, I'll be praying for you because mm-hmm. I, I, I have faith in Jesus and can I pray for you? It could be something very small or God will just, you know, allow someone to ask you a question so you right. don't have to trigger that mm-hmm. question. There are small beginnings in all things. And also one last thing I would add is this is a, a collective effort. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't have to sometimes explain from A to Z your right. whole thing about right. the Bible. You might explain something, one aspect, and then as the person is invited into, you know, the family of God, the church, and other people will also mm-hmm. step in and, yeah. and contribute to that. And it's really whole church effort in yeah. reaching people. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Pastor Luis, for yeah. your message this morning, bringing the word of God. It was really powerful. If you guys haven't had a chance to listen to Pastor Luis's message, I pray that you would. I encourage you to do that. And if you've missed any of the sermons in this series so far, give them a listen because um, Paul is really building something here in Ephesians, um, how much we have in Christ and then our responsibility, um, having received these riches. And so I pray that we pray that you would have a blessed week this week, but for today, that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.